Hello, my name is Eric, and welcome to season two of the craziness that lives inside my head. This is the first show of my second year of doing this. And I'm going on a rant today. A real, real rant. And the rant is SNM and BDSM, right? Sadomasochists and bondage and slave masters and all that. Why I'm going through that? Why I'm ranting about that? Because a couple of guys asked me, was I into that? They call it role playing. I guess all that is role playing. Like you got daddy and son and all this. Okay. And at my age, I still hasn't figured it out. I don't understand it. I'm going to be honest with you. And I did a show about 10 years ago. She uh, she was a sexologist. I did her show. We interviewed people for, for S&M and BDSM stuff. And they came out with a lot of ideas, not ideas, but we interviewed people who was into that. And, and, and back then, I, I mean, I understood it. It's just not for me. One guy said to me, do I like to be spanked? I said, you put your hand on me. I'm going to kick your ass. I don't like to be hit. Never did. I was spanked as a child, didn't like it, and don't think I got older, I'm going to still like it. I don't like it. But these people do. And then I try to understand what about it that make you like it, okay? And I still don't understand it. It's the same thing as bondage. There's guys who wants to be, first of all, I don't want to be bonded. I don't like being, I, I, I've been arrested back in the day. I don't like being handcuffed. I know what it is to be handcuffed and you can't move and, and they cuff you to this and you cuff you behind you. And no, I don't like it. I don't like to be locked up in a jail. I was locked up in a jail. I didn't like that either. I mean, I, back there, guys would fantasize, I guess. I guess they're called role playing about being locked up and then have the, uh, how you say, the security guard, not security guard, the police officer or whoever, oh, the correction officer come in, have the correction officer come in and rape you and all that. Okay. Or you get gang rape and okay. I never got it. I never got it. And I don't think I ever would, you know. Let me give you an example. When I got arrested in New York City, it was the weekend. So I got arrested either on a Friday night or early Saturday. And they put you in a holding pen. Central booking, they call it. You in this big, big jail. It's a big jail. With guys being held for the weekend. Because the judge don't come on judge don't come on, on, on duty until Monday. So you all have to stand there and wait for the judge for Monday. So... I guess I must have got arrested. Had to be Saturday night because, um, yeah, it had to be Saturday night. I spent the night and a the day there on Sunday. 
And then Monday morning, I luckily for me, my case came up first Monday morning. But anyway, so you in this big jail with at least 10 to 15 guys in the holding pen waiting for Monday morning so the judge can, you know, rule on their case, whatever, because we all got arrested. For whatever reason, we all got arrested. I got, I think I got arrested that night for jumping a turnstile, which was very funny because I jumped a turnstile. Could you imagine a 300-pound guy jumping a turnstile? And I fell on my face, and that's when the police officers got me. And they just arrested me, and I had to, okay. So I'm in this holding pen. It's scary. It's scary to be in a holding pen with 10 to 15 guys. And a lot of those guys, you could say, were, um, how do they say, um, career criminals. They did stuff, this is what they did for a living, whatever, whatever they got arrested for, you know, stealing, picking pockets. This is, because we all got, these are all the guys that got arrested on the train, on the train, uh, on the train uh, system. So there I was, standing there, I was young, I had to be like, what, 25, and I'm in this holding pen, and, and I was scared. I didn't live that kind of life. I, I the life I lived, I get, I get drunk, go to the disco, and, and do stupid stuff. It wasn't like I wasn't a career criminal. But you had guys there that they did that for a living. You had the other guys. But what I was, my sister used to tell me this all the time. Um, especially in New York. When wintertime come, a lot of guys, if they're homeless, wants to get arrested. So they have a, a place, you know, they have a warm bed and they have three meals. And they did that to get arrested. This is back, you know, way back then. I don't, so anyway, I was scared. I was scared. And whoever it was, I don't know the guy's name, he came up to me. I'm going to be honest with you. He was quite sexy. He came up to me and said that I'm going to be your man. And I'm like, what? He said, I'm going to be your man. Because he said, they're plotting over there to rape you. And I looked at him and I laughed. I said, they can't rape me. You got the other uh, CO, the, the correction officers. You know, they're right there. They're watching out to make sure we don't, you know. And he la he laughed back and he said, are you kidding me? The correction officer is going to watch them rape you. I said, well, I don't want to get raped. He said, okay, I'll be your man. I'll protect you. He put his arms around me and I noticed that the guys that was humming, humming around on, on the side over there, they broke it up. He stayed with me that whole night. And then he said to me, when we get to Rikers Island, your ass is mine. And I said, okay. I didn't think I was going to Rikers anyway. I don't know what he got arrested for, but he knew he was going to Rikers Island. I didn't think I was going to go to Rikers Island. Rikers Island in New York City, that's where, that's where the jails are. I said, no, I don't think so, but why not? So anyway, my other experience in that same, same incident, when they, mind you, there's no seats there. Oh, the other thing is there's no there's no seats, right? You have in that holding pen, you have a sink and a toilet. So if you want to take a shit, you got to take a shit with 10 guys staring at you. Oh, I hated that. I think I held, I peed, but I held everything else in until I, you know, if you peed, guy's going to watch you. You, put, you got one sink to wash your hands. When it comes to feeding time, there's no place to sit. 
You sit on the floor. Have you? Could you imagine a 300-pound guy trying to sit on the floor to eat, whether it was breakfast and dinner? No way. I'd stand up. I can't sit down and eat. You got guys sitting down and eat. I'm going to tell you something else. I was shocked. I was told the story from, from people. When I, when I travel, people who don't know anything about New York City, I tell the story about how one guy, it's a tall guy, sat on the floor to eat his food, and a rat came, up, came on the floor. And everybody was running away. I was running too. Everybody went to one side. The rat, that was a big rat. The guy had just got his food. He just sat down to eat his food. He was eating his food and the rat came. And everybody was running to the other That's why the rat came because it was feeding time for us. I guess the rat thought it was feeding time for, for, for it. He jumped up. This guy, he was a tall guy. He jumped up, stomped the rat. Just stomped it. Ew, it was blood all over the place. Just stomped the damn thing. And then sat back down and ate his, his dinner or breakfast, whatever meal that was. Interesting, isn't it? That went on to it in, in a holding pen. I, that's, that's an experience. That's really an experience. So, here it is. I got, I got myself a man who's going to protect me. And um, Monday morning came. My case was up first. His case wasn't until that afternoon. But my case was up first. And he... Because he, then you, they separate you in terms of your case. So he had to go in the back or something. And I was sitting in the front. Because my case came first. He said to me as I was walking past him. You know, to go to the front. He says, I'll see you in Rikers. And don't you give that booty up to nobody but me. I'm your man. Oh, I say, okay. That's nice. I went to... Uh, I went to the uh, I went to the judge, and the judge, you know, he says, "You jumped a turnstile." The the look he gave me is the look I would give. I mean, I would give the same look to some fat three hundred pound guy trying to jump a turnstile. You jumped a turnstile. That's all he said, and fined me twenty five dollars, and sent me home. And I turned around. To the guy who was supposed to be my man. And I stuck my tongue at him. Mm. <laughs> now. After telling that story. As years went on. You know how you watch porn. And, and you read stuff. And you read pornography. They always have incidents. Where guys get go to jail. And they get raped by cops. And I see, when I see that kind of porn. I'm like. Really? You really think that's exciting? I said, but, but, but when, it really, when it really, really is in your face and reality, you're not going to want to get raped. But then again, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, people are people. I mean, you probably do have guys who probably don't want to get raped, but 10, you know, 10 guys in a cell continuously for two days. I don't, I don't know. It's not my, t my, how you say, it's not my cup of tea. Because I don't, I don't find that, and I don't find any. For me, I don't find any violent sex act sexy or get me horny. I grew up in a very uh, how you say. I grew up in a violent household, so anything violent, as I'm concerned, is 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 a turn off. I mean, and I, I I don't know. I I try to 
psychoanalyze some of these guys who like who actually like that. And I'm thinking sometimes I do know some guys who like that. And the ones that I do know like that, they didn't grow they grew up in a very middle class uh not strict, but a middle class household. We had a mommy and a daddy and, and brothers and sisters and mommy worked, daddy worked and came home and cooked dinner and sent them on to school and sent them to college. And that was their life as children. And now they're into this S&M and all this other stuff. And I'm saying, well, would you really be into that if you really experienced the real thing? And I, that's for me. That's for me. And I think a lot of it is just fantasy. And it's the kind of fantasy that just doesn't do it for me. So, this is my first rant of the new season. My second year. It's my second year doing this. And this is going to be my first show. I decided to do it and make it my first show. So, that's all I have to say. I mean, the other stuff, um, but like I said, I'm not into bondage. Um, oh, God. I don't want to be held by change, you know, the chains, you know, from from the war and and I just don't like that kind of stuff. I mean, it's not my cup of tea. That's all I have to say. And not that I'm upset because guys ask me that. I mean, that's fine. I mean, maybe I am upset because when I say no, what's that called? What's that saying the kids got today? They become ghosts? Because I had one, I said no, and then... What, two months later, ask me the same question? I mean, like, well, I mean, was I going to change my mind? I mean, maybe I would. It was my cup of tea, but it wasn't. But, you know, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would say this. I wrote a book. I'm always, always um, how you say, pushing my book. And the name of this one is because uh, I had it, um, had it and made it into an auto book. And why are we on the subject? And it was one of the characters in the book um, was seeing a psychiatrist and was talking about being sexually abused as a child. And it was very interesting. I mean, for me, I just wrote it, you know, it was part of the part of the character. That's his character. And I, but when it came to audition narrators, one narrator I really like had a great voice. Um he turned, he, because he, he said he did my first book. He, he loved it. He said, I want to do the, the second one. So I let him know the second book is, is out. It's on Amazon. It's called Nemesis Horizon Project, Reptilian Laws, uh, Stefan Reptilian, Stefan character. And Stefan is basically, uh, how you say, manic depressant, always in the therapist's office, always talking about why he's depressed and he's not in, you know. Well, he was sexually abused as a child. So he tells a story to the psychiatrist. So the guy who was going to do the book had to cancel the contract because he said he, it was a subject matter that he just couldn't do. Which is fine. No problem. It's fine. And when he did that, I'm like, here we go again. And what I said before, these people who find all that, I mean... I'm going to be honest with you. Just some years ago, I did get contacted, you know, on a, on the dateline for a guy who got sexually abused by his father and his brother. And he was he wanted to do the role playing. I was older. He wanted to be, be his father 
and sexually abuse him. That's how he got off. I said, no, I can't do that. And it's very interesting. Human beings are very interesting. There are some people, um, if they got sexually abused as a child, it's, it's just the opposite. They don't want to talk about it. They don't. Well, the character I made didn't want to talk about it. That's why the psychiatrist made him talk about it. Because he didn't want to talk about it. But the thing is, this guy, he loved it. I guess he said he did. He was sexually abused by his, bro his father, his brother, as a child. And that's what he's into. He's into older men. And, they, and he gets off when they sexually abuse him. Wow. Here we go again. Wow. But that's why you got to live and let live. You got to have a live and let live attitude to live on this planet. Because even though you think something is wrong or there's something that's not really right for you, it's going to be right for somebody else. And you may not, you may think, how you say, it, you might not think of them with good judgment. You know, you might. I don't know what to say. You might be maybe prejudiced against somebody who thinks that way, who think, you know. But that's, that's, you could be in the same situation. You and somebody could be in the same situation, but come out differently with the results. And the results like sexually abused, most people that I know didn't want to be sexually abused, don't like to talk about it. And don't want to see it and don't want to... But this guy was just the opposite. He was sexy a bruise. And that's how he got off. Interesting. Well, I'm going to end this rant. And I just want to say... How... Uh, what's his name? Sly, Sly say? Um, everyday people? Everyday people? Everybody wants to be a star? And... And everybody may, how do I say, your your garbage may be somebody else's uh, gold. I'm saying it wrong, but you, you older guys, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, this is Eric. And thank you for listening to this rant, the craziness that's inside my head. Nemesis Horizon Project, Reptilian Logs, Stefan Reptilian. This novel depicts a futuristic society in the year 2040 containing a variety of complex characters of humans, reptilians, and hybrid breeds. In this fictional world-building spanning across countries, the manuscript effectively integrates a sense of impending doom within the dystopia. Filled with imagination and creativity of what is beyond reach, this book sets out to achieve the daunting task of envisioning humanity and interspecies relationships through a new light. Covering topics of queerness, fatherhood, parenting, and sci-fi fantasy, it plunges into the depths of multifaceted aspects. As a whole, the book develops crucial topics for thought and contemplation, ranging from sexuality to human suffering and power.